0: One to the Thursday. There we go. I'm already off to a good start. The Thursday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, as always, Tyler Crawley. And it is now day two of hard data showing that home prices are no longer slowing. We are actually now seeing a decline. This is the second day in a row that we have a report from the month of July showing home price decline. And this one is actually from Black Knight. We're going to get to it in just a second. But we are going to start with the Fed's Beige Book, which for those who don't know what that is, the Fed Beige Book is basically just a collection of anecdotal evidence from the Federal Reserve banks all over the country, and they compile it into one big report. And, you know, they they detail what's happening in their areas, and they use that to sort of look at what's happening, the overall economy in the country. And so overall, the economy, from their perspective, uh, is a pretty much unchanged on balance. Uh, you have five districts that are reporting slight to modest growth, and then five districts that are reporting slight to modest softening. So overall, the economy, even Steven, Uh, most districts reported steady consumer spending as households continue to trade down and to shift spending away from discretionary goods and toward food and other essential items, thanks to higher prices and still very, very high inflation. It kind of feels like all of a sudden we had one month where prices slowed And now everyone's projecting another month in which prices are going to slow. And it's like, everyone's like, oh, it's okay. (laughs) At least like in the media, it feels like no one's really kind of talking about inflation anymore. But let's talk about housing. What did the Beige Book say about housing? And they said, quote, despite some reports of strong leasing activity, residential real estate conditions weakened noticeably as home sales fell in all Twelve districts and residential construction remain constrained by input shortages. Commercial real estate activity softened, particularly demand for office space. No doubt about that. Uh, and loan demand was mixed while financial institutions reported generally strong demand for credit cards and commercial and industrial loans. Residential loan demand was weak amid elevated mortgage interest rates. So the Beige Book is saying, listen, things are slowing. And this is important because this was one of the categories of the economy that Jerome Powell was asked about a lot, especially when they really started hiking rates earlier this year. The housing market was on fire. And Powell was like, yeah, we're aware of that. We know the housing market is a little too hot. And there's no doubt that this played into their decision to raise rates, especially at the pace that they have been raising rates. And so now this is a direct result of what the Fed has done. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about that. Uh, there was a good tweet by Lance Lambert over at Fortune in which he said that this slowdown that we're seeing in housing was not what everyone thought it was gonna be. I mean, most of the people who are predicting a big slowdown or even a housing crash, their number one argument has been inventory. They thought inventory was going to skyrocket. There were going to be foreclosures. People were going to be underwater in their homes. There was going to be all this inventory was going to push prices down even more, causing more people to walk away. And it was going to be 2008 all over again. That's not even close to happening. In fact, I just saw the data from Altos, which was a little late this week. Usually we get it on Monday. Of course, Monday was a holiday, but it wasn't out on Tuesday. It did come out on Wednesday. And inventory, which if you remember, it was you know, jumped way up in the spring. They were the first to see the uh, inventory level starting to rise. Then it started slowing, slowed down more, then hit a brick wall in August. And as we begin September, inventory levels are falling again. (laughs) And that's exactly what Mike Simonson at Altos said was going to happen. So it is not inventory Armageddon. What is happening is it's demand Armageddon. And we're going to talk about mortgage demand here in a second, but housing demand across the board is down significantly. And really nobody saw this because I know a lot of people are saying, well, of course mortgage rates were going to rise. You'd be hard pressed to find anyone other than, you know, people that are always claiming that, you know, for the last 12 years inflation is going to be out of control. And of course it never was. But anyone who is at all looked at in the realm of real estate with respect, nobody thought we were going to be looking at 6% mortgage rates. I mean, I think most of the projections were four, maybe five, but six, no one was calling six. And so that's why no one thought demand was going to drop off the way that it has. And that's what... You know, the Fed's telling us is that it's and this is a direct result of what the Fed is doing, not only with uh, interest rates, but of course, what is happening with their balance sheet and quantitative tightening. And it, it's all related. It is all related. There's no doubt about that. But all right, let's talk about the big report. This one is from Black Knight, their July mortgage monitor report. And so on Tuesday, we got the CoreLogic report that showed that home prices fell in July 0.3%. So not, you know, not a big number, but a decline in the last. We haven't seen that in a while. And in this case, it has been a while. I think 2019 was the last time that we saw home prices fall. So, and, and, and here's the other thing that's very important, is that when you're talking about home prices, the kind of goal yes, the gold standard, of course, is is Case Shiller, but the way case Schiller looks at home prices, the one that gets all the attention is the year-over-year number. Because yeah, monthly data fluctuates. It's why when everyone was making a big deal about the, you know, median home price or the median home price, you know, new home sale price or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, they they fluctuate month to month. You know, one month they're up, one month they're down. I mean, there's just so many things that go into that. You know, are you seeing more sales in one area versus others? That's why it's more important to look at the year over year. It gives you a much better indicator. There's so much more data. It's much more reliable. And so month over month fluctuates, but it has been so long since we have seen a month over month decline, it is noteworthy that it happened in the month of July because we were operating at such a high level. I mean, it was so, the housing market was on fire that it was like unthinkable. That you would see a price decline month over month. And so now we're clearly in a new realm. You know, for the longest time it was hot housing market. Then it was, I think the housing market slowing. And now it's not only is the housing market slowing, we're actually seeing slowing to the point of a decline in home prices in a month where you don't typically see a decline. So what happened in July? So first the year over year data, important, big drop. So, I mean, this gives even more proof to the fact that we're seeing home prices fall month over month. A 2.5 percentage point drop month over month to 14.5% in July. That is now the fastest month in 40 years. I mean, the fastest decline month over month we've seen in 40 years. It eclipsed last month. <laughs> so clearly the slowdown is accelerating and we are now looking at year over year prices down almost Five percentage points in just two months, 4.9 percentage points. That's a big deal. And of course, because of what happened month over month prices falling 0.77%, that is the largest single month decline in home prices since January, 2011. So over 11 years since we have seen a price drop of this size, 0.77%. It is the second largest decline ever recorded in July, because July, not really known for seeing movement one way or the other with regards to housing. Usually, the summer is all kind of even. You know, obviously, you see declines at the beginning of the summer from spring, and sometimes you'll see declines as we head into winter. And There's just sometimes the buying season is just really bad, and so you normally see declines. July is not one of those months that you see that. So, nationally, home prices were off of their peak by levels less than 1%, like 0.77%, but other markets have seen much more significant declines. In fact, they're almost all in California. There's only one city that's not in the top five that's in California. That's not in California, I should say. San Jose, California was number one. They have seen prices drop in three months 10%. 10%. That's that's a big move. And I'll, I'll explain why that's such a big move in a second. Uh, Seattle was actually number two and was the only city not in California. <laughs> they saw a 7.7% drop in the last three months. San Francisco was down 7.4%. San Diego, 56 And Los Angeles, 43 So not surprised. I mean, we've talked about California. We've talked about what's happening over there. It's gotten so bad, you know, housing affordability that Governor Gavin Newsom, is like taking on NIMBYs so they can build more you know, apartment complexes. <laughs> he's, he's like, we got to build more. This isn't ridiculous, which Democrats have not historically been on the side of development. And so the fact that he is not only fighting for them but I mean, actively doing it, him and the attorney general in California just really shows you how insane things are. And yeah, I mean, home prices and especially places like San Jose and San Francisco, I mean, parabolic. When this housing market took off, I mean, just skyrocketed. And so, of course, that's those are the places where you're going to see the, you know, they, they saw the biggest rise up. They're going to see the biggest fall and at a quick pace as well. So, I mean, it's pretty even, right? What, what goes up quickly will also usually fall just as quickly. And so why is the 10% number a big deal? Historically, looking at national numbers... In the early 90s when we saw a little bit of a housing recession, an overall economy recession, it took 2.5 years for home prices to shed 10% of their value. Uh, During the Great Recession, it took 10 years. And so you have places like San Jose that did it in three months. (laughs) I mean, like I said, what what goes up very quickly will also fall down very quickly. So it's not surprising that the West is where you're seeing these, these prices fall. So what are the markets where you're seeing almost no prices fall? Where do you think that is? Yeah, that's right, Yeah, The South, (laughs) not surprising. Uh, Eight of the 10 spots in terms of home price growth are in the Southeastern region. Not surprised by that at all. Now, the one area that's very important when it comes to housing, because we all remember in 2008, why did everyone walk away from their homes in 2008, and really it was, it was twofold. It was their loans resetting, so people who were doing subprime loans, interest-only loans, interest rates had gone up, the loans were resetting at a, at a much higher price point, and they couldn't refi And because the home values plummeted. So they couldn't refi, they, they were stuck with that loan, it reset, it was going to just an astronomical level, they couldn't afford the loan. But one of the reasons why they didn't even care, I mean, I'm sure they cared, but what made it a little easier for them to make the decision is that the, the value of the home disappeared. And they not only, because a lot of them were doing interest only, I mean, the minute they saw any decline in home prices, it, they were underwater. And so they had no equity in the home. They couldn't afford the, home pay, the housing payment. And so they were like, boom, we are walking away. But having skin in the game, they have found, study after study, is a big motivator for people to stay in their home. And there's one thing we've seen an explosion of, thanks to an explosion of home prices, has been home equity. I mean, all of a sudden you've seen houses out in California where people are sitting on you know, 50, 60, 70% equity because of how high the home prices climbed. And so what does this mean going forward when start to see home prices beginning to decline? And this is kind of a big deal because the impact on equity of price drops, according to Black Knight, it's a big deal. I mean, it's double the impact. So a 5% decline in home values nationally will equate to a 10% decline in tappable equity. And of course, tappable equity means meeting the qualifications to be able to extract equity from your home. So you, you may actually have more equity, but you can't tap 100% of it. There are rules. <laughs> so that's why it's tappable equity. So total tappable equity was down 5% over the past two months, suggesting a sizable reduction is likely in the third quarter, which would mark the first quarterly decline in three years. So a decline, and this is very important to remember, it's been so long since we've seen this, I mean, three years, but it wasn't like the last time we saw a decline was the housing crisis. And so it's important to remember that fluctuations quarter to quarter, month to month, are common. It's the year over year data that you know you don't see a lot of movement in. And so that's why it was so amazing, you know, good or bad, that we were seeing home prices <laughs> increase by double, that doesn't happen. You don't see double digit year over year home price increases especially for the, the sustained period that we just witnessed it happening. And one other takeaway in all of this, because I, I don't want people to freak out because this is what's going to happen. We, it's been so long since we've seen home price declines and that we've seen you know quarter over quarter declines, month over month declines, or even year over year declines that I think people are going to panic and think it's 2008. It's important to remember that the second quarter, so before really kind of we, we saw the slowdown take place, the lowest quarter and with regards to negative equity on record, or I should say it was a record low for end of quarter negative equity properties. (laughs) I don't think I said that. How did I word it in this article that I wrote? (laughs) Like I'm reading it. Like I wrote it and I might have to go back and um, uh, edit this on the website. But basically Homes that are negative equity, homes that are worth more or worth less than what the borrower owes, reached a record low at the end of the second quarter. And so we're in a situation where we can see tabable equity rise, or I should say fall. And it's not going to be the catastrophe that we saw in 2008. Not even close. I mean, not... (laughs) Not even close at all. Uh, and in fact, fewer than half of one percent. So fewer, so that's 0.5 percent, less than less than that are mortgage holders owing more than their home's current market value. So that just gives you an idea of how extremely low that number is i mean we're we're less than half of one percent and now things are going to move quickly so that number might rise and that's going to give a lot of the crash bros oh look look it's jumped up a thousand percent but that would take it to like what one 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 point one (laughs) percent something along those lines uh now ben grabowski who is black knight's data and analytics president Said that you know most housing data has a lag to it. You know, here we are; it's September. We're talking about July. We don't get Case-Shiller data for the month of July until the end of September. <laughs> so, um, it's a lag, and normally it's not a big problem because you just don't see the volatility in housing that you see in kind of you know other markets. This time, though, I think different. And I think that's that, that's what's creating a lot of these problems. Uh, Grabowski said in a statement, quote, in January, prices rose at 28 times their normal monthly rate before slowing to five times average in February as interest rates began to tick up. And even in May, was still about two times normal. However, in June, a brick wall, 70% below the long-run average, and all the while, annual appreciation continued to appear historically strong, showing double-digit growth month after month. Now, without timely granular data, market-moving trends don't become apparent until they are right in front of you, like a sudden shift to the largest single-month decline in home prices in more than a decade. So, I mean, he's mm, <laughs> uh, pointing out that. You know, all this data for so long has been so good. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, what happened? And it's, you know, it's been kind of happening. We've talked about that, right? And that's so why you got to look at all the data. And we've talked about what's been happening with inventory, thanks to what Alto's research does. You can look at weekly mortgage demand. You can look at what's happening with the overall economy. Obviously, you know, we have weekly mortgage data from Freddie Mac. All that gives you an idea of what is happening. And when you're seeing inventory levels rise, mortgage demand fall, and mortgage rates rise week after week after week after week, you got to assume that there's something slowing down <laughs> in housing. I mean, it just it, it makes sense. And that's why it's so important to look at all the data. And speaking of all the data before we go, speaking of weekly data before we go, mortgage demand for the week. So the last three weeks, we have seen mortgage demand fall. What do you think it did? the fourth week to start September. Yeah, it fell. (laughs) Not as much, but it fell. Total demand fell 0.8% for the week ending September the 2nd. That was thanks to a 1% drop in purchase demand that is now down 23% when compared to the same time last year. And refi demand fell 2% for the week and is now down 83% year over year. I mean, it's still pretty amazing with where mortgage rates are, and home prices are still, you know, elevated, and still, purchase demand's only down 23%. (laughs) It is important to know that's probably all happening in the South. Uh, The refinance share of mortgage activity increased slightly to 30.7%, and adjustable rate mortgage activity uh, remained unchanged at about 8.5%. So I mentioned, mortgage rates so this is for last week according to the mortgage bankers association they had the 30-year fix jumping 14 basis points to 5.94 percent it's just i mean it's i mean it's very likely that this report's going to tell us next week that this week rates were over six that's i'm just pointing out you're following the trajectory of rates and you're seeing what's happening with mortgage backed securities, the 10 year treasure. I mean, just, it it looks like that's going to be the case. So we will see if I'm right next week. And now mortgage rates, according to the mortgage bankers association are up 291 basis points, just crazy trajectory. The 15 year fixed was also up big jump, 13 basis points to five point the 15 year they have at 5.23%. in the 5-1 arm was up three basis points to 4.81%. Now, if you're looking for a silver lining, there are none. Now I'm just kidding. We, we do have one, slightly one. One that we've actually talked about before. Mike Frantantoni, chief economist at the Mortgage Bankers Association, noted that the labor market could be a bright spot for housing demand. And we've talked about the labor market. Connor Sen has said the only thing that can... You know, the, the savior of the housing market right now could be wages, wages going up. And the only way that wages go up is that the labor market remains strong, which last week we had a great jobs report. I mean, like it was like the goal. Everyone was like it was the Goldilocks jobs report because it wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. I mean, it was like perfect. It was right where economists thought it was going to be. We can keep raising rates. We don't have to increase. De- I mean, it was it was it's was perfect. And, you know, the job openings number jumped up as well. But Antoni says, quote, the strong job market depicted in the August data should support housing demand. There is no sign of a rebound in purchase applications yet, but the robust job market and an increase in housing inventories should lead to an eventual increase in purchase activity, especially when people start to see that home prices in some relatively hot markets are starting to pull back. They are cooling off fast. All of a sudden, people are going, man, rates are, you know, moving up. Maybe now it's not a bad time to buy. As they say, you know, everyone keeps saying in the mortgage business right now, you know, marry the house, date the rate. (laughs) And so you don't know what's going to maybe, maybe, you know, rates go up 50 basis points. Maybe they fall fifty. you don't know what's going to happen over the next six months. But if all of a sudden that home price pulls back to a point where you can't afford it, I mean, you'd be kind of crazy not to jump on it. And the way people are going to feel confident about that is that they're confident about their job and they're feeling good and the labor market is strong. And speaking of rates, uh, Frantantoni says that he does not believe we will see any significant decline in rates, saying with the 30-year fixed, rising to the highest level since mid-June, application volumes for both purchase and refinance loans dropped, and recent economic data will likely prevent any significant decline in mortgage rates in the near term, meaning the labor market remains strong. The Fed feels confident it can keep moving forward to fight inflation without feeling any negative impacts on the jobs market. So there you go. I don't know. Was today a show of good data or bad? I don't know. I mean, I think it's good. I mean, I think it's good that we're seeing home prices start to pull back a little bit. I mean, that's that's what you want to see because... Yeah, I mean, eventually we are gonna, you know, hit a brick wall and it was gonna be a bad and so you know, bad it was gonna be a bad crash. (laughs) So we have avoided that by rates moving up, home, you know, the housing market slowing, inventory levels starting to rise, and seeing a slight pullback in home prices. Nationally, I'm talking about. Obviously, some markets are gonna see maybe some, you know, big pullbacks like San Jose's already seen ten percent. So it's it's market to market. No, not not the accounting. Not the accounting type of, what's it called? The accounting method. That's what I was going to. Uh, All real estate is local, is the theme of this show. All right, we got to go. You guys enjoy your Thursday. We'll be back here Friday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.